Hello and welcome to episode 28. I think, I think it's episode 28. I have to double check. Hang on. This is a, a little bit of an unorthodox opening to an episode, but uh, it's so spontaneous. I'm a little late and um, the idea for the episode just, yes, it is 28. I'm right. Okay. The idea for this episode hasn't been planned out because stuff happened just recently that I kind of realized I wanted to talk about. And um, it's, you know, the good in the bad kind of thing deal. Right, first, transition-related thing, and then role-play-related thing, and this one's gonna actually be a question. I'm gonna have, talk about a thought I have, and I don't actually have the answer. I'd like to create a discussion and, and, and keep talking about this with someone, with some of you, or just answering thoughts that you might give to me. Anyway, transition thingy first. Uh, as you know, if you've been listening to this podcast before, uh, I get my medications not from my country of Sweden, but from Gender GP. I don't think I might not have said Gender GP before, but that's um, basically a trans clinic that that you can you can resort to if your own country doesn't you know help you, and that's what I do. Um, I usually get my medications sent from a pharmacy in Ireland. There's an option of getting a paper prescription to to pick up your meds in a pharmacy in the country where you're in. I tend not to do this because I always have nightmares about pharmacies just being really cruel, misgendering and non-accepting. And I've heard horror stories about some just refusing to honor a paper prescription. You always get your meds eventually, but you have to go through, you know, all these pharmacies that just, you know, hate you on the way. And that's, you know, I, I don't want to go through that. So I tend to have them send the meds to me. But uh, the last load of meds, they said they were out of progesterone. So they sent the anti-androgens and the estrogen to me as normal. So I have that. But as far as progesterone went, they thought they'd send us a, send me an alternative, cyclo something. I don't know the name exactly. but um, uh, So they're going to send a paper prescription so I could pick that up in my country. Uh, now, it's, it's okay because progesterone is one of the few ones that it's okay to have a break in. Like, it would be devastating to have to have a break in antiandrogens or estrogen for me, but the progesterone, a bit of break on that is actually not too bad. Uh, so the fact that the paper prescription took like five weeks to get here would have been devastating if it was anything else than progesterone, but okay, it's fine. I have the paper prescription and today I went to the pharmacy to pick up my meds and um, I didn't get the meds they couldn't give it to me but the reason was not transphobic it was um, it was other technicalities uh, you see like um, they, they prescribed me like pills 200 milligram pills and, and of a medicine that only comes in 400 milligram pills in Sweden and they, when this happens, they tend to suggest another type of med um, with the same active ingredient or sometimes um, uh, buy a bigger dose and have it, like that kind of thing. But in order to do that, they have to have permission from the doctor. And that's tricky when it's, um, it's a prescription from abroad. Uh, so they couldn't help me today. Um, which is fine. I'm, I'm going to email the GP and I'm going to fix it. Like I said progesterone you can have a little bit of a break in uh but the interesting thing that happened there was the fact that when they when they realized they couldn't give me the pill i needed in the size i needed 
one of them there said like okay what what is the purpose of of taking this uh this medication are you trying to get pregnant and i was like huh seriously and normally like i i guess it's hard to talk to me about that i don't want to ban anyone from talking pregnancies but sometimes it can be really hurtful just in being reminded that i cannot get pregnant can really make me sad just the other week i was at a party and i cried my eyes out just because of that um but today someone just looked me straight in the face and said oh are you taking this uh, medication for uh for uh, like for children reasons are you trying to get pregnant i'm like i pass i totally passed i passed today oh my gosh like wow i was amazing <laughs> like wow right uh no i'm not trying to get well i uh, well uh, no i'm not trying to get pregnant i mean if you could help me with that sure i don't think you can um oh no that's under that could have sounded dirtier than uh, no okay I'll, I'll, I'll move on <laughs> but that was uh that was really cool um that was a cool thing that happened to me because i that's that was euphoric uh, I didn't get the meds I needed, but not for transphobic reasons, and it was a very validating kind of, aww, no, so sweet. So yes, uh, a bad thing, not getting my meds, a bad thing, waiting a long time for it, another bad thing, being reminded of a thing I would really like to be able to do that I can't, but I passed, so like, a bunch of bad stuff can happen and I can still be happy. Uh, just like in role-playing games, right? Um... Because let's face it, like, a lot of bad stuff happens in role-playing games, and the games would probably be a lot more boring if they didn't. Even if you do like your character to succeed and stuff, and you uh, you cheer when good stuff happens, the bad stuff is what gives it, uh, gives it the spice. Um, this weekend, I watched Arcane for the first time. I know, I know, I'm late to the party. I haven't had Netflix. I cancelled it on the Chappelle debacle and they did some more stuff. And I just, I, I know they've done good stuff too. But the way they handled things back then and some other times too, I just couldn't get behind. But a friend of mine said, like, why have you not seen this show? I, I'm going to send you money so you can get one month of Netflix and we'll watch it together. I'm like, what? Oh, 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 okay. <laughs> and uh, we watched it over voice chat. And we were on voice chat together and synced it. So we watched it. And we were going to watch a few episodes. And I ended up, we ended up binging the whole show throughout the night. And I might have had some wine and um, I might have been crying my eyes out most of the time. Oh my, I didn't even last two minutes. Two minutes into the show, I was crying. Oh, by the way, there's going to be uh, Arcane spoilers. If you haven't seen Arcane, go watch Arcane because it's an amazing show. I was prepared for it being amazing. Everyone said it's as much, but I wasn't prepared for just how amazing it was like the characters felt so real and their emotions were so strong i just could not look at them and not live their lives in my head instantly and i remember my, my friend was like oh no uh, like he, he said he, he almost wrote to some of our friends going, I think I broke cat. Because, <laughs> yeah, that was full of ugly crying. I was drooling from crying so much. And I loved it. It was horrifying. It was terrible. And so many horrible things happened in that show. And I loved every second of it. And I want that in role-playing games. But I realized 
There are some aspects of this wonderful character drama that's really hard to pull off in a role-playing game. Don't get me wrong, there are plenty of conflicts you can play in a party and, you know, with NPCs and stuff. But I loved... Okay, spoiler time now. The relationship between Vi and Powder slash Jinx. It was just so strong. You had their sisterhood. The way they care for each other and they need each other and then the thing happens and they become enemies and kind of enemies, it's hard to explain, but yeah, there was this wedge between them and they were apart for a while. I guess you could do time skips, but the whole thing is, like, they were apart and then apart some more and then came together for some scenes. That's the part that's hard to pull off, but I love the conflict that came between them. And I'm right now creating a character and a friend of mine's doing my character's childhood friend, and we are trying a little thing like that. We were friends in the past, something happened, we left each other angrily, we both secretly want to become friends again, but we haven't met for 10 years, and we're going to meet again. And there's going to be this kind of s- sadness of, of lost years, and and having felt bad for all that time, and then hopefully reuniting and, and, and forgiving each other, and that kind of thing. But in a role-playing game... That kind of development is at a risk of happening a little too quickly. (laughs) And one of the reasons is you very seldom split the party. So all the interpersonal developments tends to happen really quickly if it's characters that already have a tight bond. It's hard. I'm not sure exactly how to do it. Like, we're going to try, and I'll keep you updated once we start playing this. We're going to play The Tyranny of Dragons. And I'm going to be a paladin. And I, I basically left my hometown. I grew up in an orphanage t- together with another play character. And we left together. And at one, one day she accidentally destroyed my locket. Which had the picture of my parents. And I got really angry. Said really hurtful things about her being a tiefling. Um, and things that really hurt her. And she pulled off the friendship, friendship bracelet I had made for her. And to hurt me. And then stormed off. And then we were separated and, and unable to find each other. And for 10 years, we have just imagined the other person hating us. And for, for reasons, when we meet in the game, we planned this out. We aren't able to speak candidly as much as we might lo- like to. So there's going to be a few moments of not really being able to connect. But And, and it's, lovely. it's a lovely, lovely backstory. There's a lot more detail than this, obviously. Um... Once there's more flesh on this story, I can actually give you the full backstory. I love it so much. It's really good. I'm actually using... I built this character on the idea of uh, the Paladin of Friendship, which is um, uh, a a custom, like a homebrew, released really really fancy-like. Scald of Shenanigans is their name on Twitter, and you can go to their... Is it Kofi? I think, yes, the Kofi. And you can get a lot of their uh, D&D stuff for free. And this is a subclass for paladins, which is uh, the paladin of the oath of friendship. And I just thought that was really cool. You can do a lot of with that if you think of friendship as like a creed to be a paladin of. Because a friendship is not just you know buddies you have pyjama pajama parties with. Uh, friendship is like diplomacy, diplomacy like uh, between factions and towns and and nations. And to be a beacon of friendship, to to care about your friends and inspire other people with other bonds to value those uh, those bonds uh, is a way to make the world a better place. And that's a really cool creed for a paladin to have. So go, and they have others. They have like, um, 
Uh, they have like a bard of myth and that kind of thing. Just, just, and also I think it's the bard of uh, of glitter bump. <laughs> it's really cool. Check out Skull of Shenanigans. Um, you should be able to find them. So, but yeah, I built this paladin around that, and that I'm really looking forward to playing this campaign. And like I said, when we have more flesh on our bones when it comes to it, possibly when I started playing it, I think I'm going to lay out some um, some juicy info on how it's going. Because this is a little bit of an experiment. I wanted to see if we could play some conflict that we need to rebuild bridges of that doesn't get resolved too quickly. I, we're not going to get arcane levels here. I'm not sure how I would even try to do that. And that's what I meant when I started this episode with I'm going to ask you a question. Have you ever played a role-playing game where you've had this kind of conflict with someone you actually love but can't you know you can't get past a certain thing and how did you play that how did it work out how did you manage to nurture both the love and the conflict for an extended period of time in arcane they spend a lot of time apart they're on two different factions but when you're in a party you're going to spend a lot of time together how does it work how have you done it or if you haven't do you have any ideas what can you try this, this fascinates me. I really, really want to do this, and I really want it to be cool. So, yeah, please contact me if you have done this, or if you want to have a chat about this. I can. I, I like bringing on guests and stuff. So, yes, that was the episode. That's but I like doing these spontaneous episodes that, that aren't kind of like, where I didn't have, like, a thread. But I think it worked. I think it worked out. Um, and uh, my next episode might be a little late, even later than this one. Because next week is GothCon, baby. We're, I'm going to be playing role-playing games all day long, Friday and Saturday, and then mingle with with role-play producers like Western and, and, and Free League and Eloso and stuff like that. It's going to be so cool. Oh, and I'm going to be talking about GothCon in next episode. Look forward to that if you're a role-playing geek. And uh, thank you for listening. I love you. Goodbye.